Welcome to Herman Singh's Future Compass. Understanding today, preparing for tomorrow. No, up is not the only way to grow. We're all born with an inbuilt drive to aspire and succeed. We often refer to this as ambition, and it is seen as an attractive and desirable trait in others. We all want to improve ourselves and to win. We are attracted to individuals with dreams, vision, and hope. We are encouraged to do so, and we are built up as heroes in our own families and schools. We are the chess champ at the local club, the most valued rugby player in the school's under-15 team, the darts champion at the local pub, the head prefect in school, or we passed top of our grade. We are lauded for our achievements and helped to make and build confidence in ourselves and to believe our own PR. We drink our own Kool-Aid and breathe in our own exhaust fumes. This creates an illusion of infallibility and leads us to build and grow our self-belief and a dogma that one must persist and persevere with the task, even though its relevance may have lapsed. We are taught that there is no replacement to hard work and that only losers quit. We rationalize failure, exaggerate our roles in collective success, and we create excuses of external forces when we fall short of objectives. We are brought up with a very specific perception of ourselves and the outside world. We are then let loose on an unsuspecting world where we discover that these simple rules may no longer be relevant life lessons. We realize that all of our successes when carefully crafted sports or endeavors within tightly defined rules with well understood tactics and strategies honed over many years, and often is between equally balanced competitors. We learn that we were really executing someone else's plan against a well-balanced enemy and with well-understood outcomes. We were a big fish in a small pond and engaged in trivial pursuits. When we enter the enormous ocean of life, we realize that we've been practicing and living in an artificial world that only partially reflected the realities of life. We learned how to commit but not to decommit. We learned to aim for the top, even though we were not suitable for that role. We were taught to work hard unquestioningly when we might be climbing the wrong mountain. We are taught to be busy and productive, even though innovative and creative skills, while idle, might be more appropriate. We are taught that being lazy is a sin when the people that do change the world are the frustrated and the lazy the ones who are always looking for easier ways of performing a task or avoiding doing it altogether. The world is filled with individuals who've come short in their career challenges and have had to step aside from their roles shocked and rattled by the reality that they were not good enough or not the chosen ones. We all follow our ambitions to get to the top, even though the path gets increasingly narrow and cluttered as one approaches the upper echelons. We're trapped in a cycle of incremental or sustaining innovation, where we are looking for progress through small iterations in grade, level, title, and salary. We are so focused on the game that we never bother asking the question, why? Only a few of us will make it up there given the structure of the firm's organizational pyramid. We beg for promotions, leave for them, or threaten to do so if we do not get it, or if someone else does and we are overlooked. There's a clear flaw in this type of logic. Firstly, up is not the only way to progress. Secondly, the odds of success in career progression drop rapidly the more senior you are. Thirdly, the probability of remaining there when you get there are low and declining. 
For example, the average CEO of large cap firms in both consumer and industrial sectors is just five years and dropping. It dropped from six years in 2013. CEO turnover at the 2,500 largest global listed companies is 22% a year. For smaller firms, it is even worse. Another part of the flaw is that our ambition exceeds our competence. Our reach exceeds our grasp. The Peter Principle kicks in, which states that we have finally been promoted into our level of incompetence. We have literally been set up to fail. We become the masters of our own destruction. We would have been star performers at one level, but become underperformance on a performance improvement program at the next. Our egos drive us forward, following the rules that have become a learned behavior and to which we have been conditioned from a young age. The final nail in the coffin is our tendency to double down when faced with obstacles. This raises the ante and both locks you in for longer, but also causes you to not explore better alternatives. The sooner that one learns that one is on a treadmill, that is a road to nowhere, the faster one can begin the process of upcycling one's life and building a more coherent life strategy. One needs to redefine what success looks like for your career. The answer up to now has always been success is when I get my boss's job or become the CEO. The sad reality is that only a few will achieve that and even fewer will retain it for more than a few years. Your definition of victory cannot just be a few years in the sun, surely. A redirecting of focus to create a more sustainable career that runs for decades rather than just the next promotion might not feed the ego as much, but will result in a more successful achievement of life goals. We have lost sight of the fact that life goals are the strategic objectives and that your career is only the means to get you there. There could be many parts to that end game and your current career is only one of them. Goals for your life, such as retiring at 55, remaining healthy and active until 85, getting a beach house, traveling the world, or to fund a school, clinic, or bursary scream are all laudable objectives. They are life goals and we each have a hazy view of them for ourselves as we struggle to cope and win on a daily, if not hourly basis. In business, we would call this a strategic objective or the end game. Many of us, unfortunately, do not have a clear view of what that is, and often they are merely aspirations with no check on reality. A key first step in upcycling your life and career is the need to be clarifying and documenting our life goals and testing them for realism before we begin working backwards from them to establish what it is that we should be doing now to achieve them. Let us look at retiring at 55. I have recently argued that we should be prepared to work until we are 70. COVID has changed all the rules. Developing learning for the first 22 years of our lives, then working and building up savings for the next 35 odd years to retire for the final 18 years might not work anymore. Why? Pension fund returns are collapsing. Income is down with short term in many industries. Salary and wage increases are stagnant or declining. Bonuses are hammered. Share options are restricted. Dividend payments are challenged. Savings are depleted and fixed assets are devaluing for ourselves and for many industries. All this is happening while costs are escalating and your kids and extended family may end up moving in with you or require your support. It's not clear how long this will last, nor for how long it will take to recover, with estimates ranging from between 5 to 10 years, if ever. The best strategy in these difficult times is to keep your head down, manage your costs smartly, be conservative, and work as many jobs as you can for as long as you can while remaining healthy in the process. In an age of extreme uncertainty, the optimal strategy might be to be as agile, fiscally fit, and conservative as possible. Companies, however, might force retirement from 55 onwards. What will you do then? Life goals are the strategic objectives and your career is only the means to get you there. 
There could be many parts to that endgame and your current career is only one of them. We therefore need to start with establishing life goals early as the North Star for your plan to upcycle. We often confuse our pension plan as our life goal. And again, this is just another enabler of your life goals. Careers and pensions are necessary but incomplete. The three supporting elements of upcycling one's endgame are to firstly design them to align with your personal life purpose and values, secondly to test how viable it is, and thirdly to assess how many optional parts one has in order to get there, that is strategic optionality. Alignment of your life goals to purpose is a very personal thing and not the subject of this book or this podcast. We have seen Bill Gates, Warren Buffett and other billionaires give away their wealth to noble causes while they are still alive. Others bequeath it on their passing. Some make it their life's purpose to make major breakthroughs for humanity while they are still on this earth even while they try to get off it, like Elon Musk. Viability is a function of many things, of which affordability is the most important, given the uncertainty in the economies of the world. Another is your own health and likely lifespan. So your life goals must be severely stress-tested, else you could be aiming for the wrong thing with all of your activities. Viability is a function of assessing affordability, but also risk and reward. The example of saving 10x your salary by the time that you are 70 is a case in point. Optionality, or the number of parts to get there, speaks to the how. And this is where creative energy is focused and indeed is a thrust of this podcast. There are many strategic options for building a strategic path for your life. The key question here is where do you want to play and how will you win? What we want is a portfolio of options that we can assess and then to select one or a few to pursue. A fad for a while was a portfolio life of which I personally am a fan, but it is indeed not for everyone. What are these options that can make up a portfolio? They can include many things and range from full-time jobs to the gig economy, from content creation to running a small business, and from kicking off a startup to getting into dropshipping e-commerce, or all of them, hence the term portfolio life. This much-talked-about concept refers to the fact that many people need to do many things to benefit their profile, as no single thing would be either viable or attractive enough. Often individuals set their lives up so that they enter the gig economy, take a share in a small business, invest in blue-chip shares for the dividends, and then do a bit of private consulting or may even start to get onto exploring the creative side of the existence. A key point from this is that a full-time job and therefore a career is only one of the options that presents itself as a possible outcome. Many individuals choose to both take on a career and to develop a side hustle. There are many other options and identifying this and choosing ones to explore is the new thrust of this new podcast and my new upcoming book, Upcycle Your Career. You've been listening to Herman Singh's Future Compass, brought to you by Future Advisory and Solid Gold Podcasts. Professor Singh specializes in digital transformation, disruption, and startup acceleration, and keeps his finger on the pulse of change so that you can make better decisions.